Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Alexa, who is Adam Ferrar? Adam Ferrara is an American actor and comedian known for playing the roles of Chief Needles Nelson on Rescue Me, Sergeant Frank Virelli opposite Edie Falco on Nurse Jackie. He was a co-host on the U.S. version of Top Gear. He has had three Comedy Central specials and his new album is called It's Scary In Here. Adam's new podcast is a big hit and available everywhere. Sounds like it could be funny. Sounds to me like 30 minutes you'll never get back. Hi guys, thank you for joining us again or checking us out for the first time. Either way, you know that we're glad you're here. And we have another great show for you this week. My guest in the ADD interview is actress, model, television personality, podcast host, philanthropist. It is Daisy Fuentes. And we want to welcome everyone from our Talk To Me Tuesday family. That's our conversation we have every week, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Go to my website, click the link, and join us. And our superfan shout-out is for Michael Schmelzer. Say hi to the Schmelzer. Hey, Michael. Schmelzer, how you doing? Mikey. And of course, the Schmelzer. He's a friend of ours. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes, he is. He sent me an email. Uh, he was listening to the podcast, and I guess in one of the emails, I was babbling how much I like the, uh, the 68390 Fastback, the bullet car. Ooh, that is a nice car. Yeah, so he sent me an email. Uh, his cousin used to drag race one and uh, sent me a couple of cool pictures of it. So yeah, so nice. we wanted to say hi to the Schmelzer. Mm-hmm. And if you want to send us an email, honey, where do they go? The Adam Ferrar at Gmail. Yes, and we look forward to hearing from you. So, yeah, we have Daisy Fuentes on the show. I wanted to talk to Daisy because she's, of course, is married to Richard Marks. Right. And when we had Richard on the show, I was talking to him during the interview and after the interview. I'm like, he's got the same relationship I do. <laughs> and I've had many, many questions. So that's why I wanted to talk to her. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, specifically, there's an issue I bring up with Daisy, which is something I do, and you've, you've, you've talked to me about it. Right. Uh, so uh, that's why I wanted to talk to it. And I found something in the, in the animal kingdom that also connects to it. Did you guys know? <laughs> yes, you did. Adam. Did you guys know that kangaroos can actually ask humans for help when they have difficulty? Really? Yes. I'm guessing it's female kangaroos because male kangaroos aren't going to ask for directions <laughs> and help. <laughs> no. Zero chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Researchers have found kangaroos intentionally communicate with human beings, a behavior that was previously thought of to be reserved for domestic animals like dogs, horses, goats. First of all, I've never seen a horse scratch the door to go out because it had to pee. Did you? Do- uh, um, I, don't th- I don't think the door would be there that long if it was. I've had a horse. They do communicate. 
They do? Mm-hmm. How do they communicate? Just they just start peeing on you. Told you I had to go. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Maybe I, not with that, but they do communicate with you. Horses communicate mm-hmm. with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. They communicate with you. With me, they just make me bet on them, and then they run slower. <laughs> well. <laughs> Experts at the London University of Roehampton and the University of Sydney set up a task known as the Unsolvable Problem Task, or the Kobayashi Maru, Phil. <laughs> A great Star Trek reference. I'm proud of you. There you go. They oh, presented great. kangaroos with food trapped inside plastic containers. Okay, the food is trapped inside the plastic container, not not the kangaroo. I was just looking. Right. Yeah. I'm trapped in here. Can yeah. you help me get out? My, Thank my, you. My dyslexia. My dyslexia just kicked in. I go. They trapped kangaroos. No. <laughs> the food was trapped in a plastic container. After trying and failing to open the boxes, the kangaroos turned their gaze to nearby humans and sometimes even nudged and scratched at them for help. That's so cute. One kangaroo was quoted as saying, Hey, it's me, Joey. You with the thumbs. Help a brother out. <laughs> G'day, Bruce. Can you come over here and open this up for me? Thank you. <laughs> Researchers said it is all in the eyes. Their gaze was pretty intense, co-author uh, Alexander Green, postdoctoral researcher at the Sydney School of Veterinarian Medicine, said in a statement, we previously thought that only domesticated animals try to ask for help with problems, but kangaroos do it too. Uh, if they can't open the box, they would look to humans back and forth at a container to signal their intentions and ask the humans for help. Like this, back and forth with the heads. Mm-hmm. You, see this? See this? See this? <laughs> Wait a minute. What so- is, the, is, is the kangaroo Italian now? Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> you. You Come over the, here. You, hey, biped with the thumbs. Come here. You got to do me a favor, right? Do me a favor. What am I asking? I'm not asking you for a friggin' kidney. Just open a box. I'm hungry. I got mouths to feed. You know, Adam. I will jump up there and kick you in the neck. <laughs> kick you in the neck? Kangaroos Sicilianus. I, mm-hmm. I was just about to say, you know, now I want one. A kangaroo? <laughs> yeah. You, you have, wanna... you seen, have you seen kangaroos, Alex? No, a little baby one. Like... Then they have to hop into their mom's <clears throat> little pouch. Mm-hmm. They're the adorable ones. When you see the big ones, it looks, and I'm not kidding, it looks like they've been at Gold's Gym bench pressing <laughs> for like 60 days straight. Mm-hmm. They are just huge and jacked. And you see them come up to these windows and you're like, well, maybe we should let them in. Otherwise, <laughs> it's just going to knock the window down. They look <laughs> totally intimidating. If it asks me to help him open up a box, I will do that. And I will drive him wherever he wants to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the kangaroo is the alpha. The alpha kangaroo, I guess. <laughs> yeah. In my relationship, yes. <laughs> I just thought that was amazing that kangaroos can ask for help. My, my dog that. does that. My dog, my little Kona dog, stands on my head in the morning and starts <laughs> patting, patting my face. She sure. has some good looks. Yeah. She, she, she looks at you like, look, if you, I can shit in a bed or you can take me out. <laughs> it's your choice. It's your call. <laughs> I won't judge either way. I just start to, don't shove my nose in something when I'm here trying to do the right thing. <laughs> See, what I want to know is where, where are these kangaroos that they're asking for help? Like, are they at a zoo? Like, where are they? I'm guessing they're at a deli because there's food in a box they can't get to. <laughs> yeah. Somebody got changed. I can't the... get in my wallet. Listen, I'm just going to hop into this deli real quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm guessing they are at, they're in the UK, uh, University of London, Roehampton, and I'm guessing they're in Australia because the other study was done at Sydney. So that's what, that's what I'm guessing. Look, there's not a lot of kangaroos on 125th Street and Lennox Boulevard. There's not a lot of pound. <laughs> Yeah. You got to go where the kangaroos hang out. Yeah. Yeah. They do roam free, too, in Australia. Thank you.
Thank you. <laughs> no, they do. They're all over the place. I, they are. They do. They, when are you yelling? It makes they, fun. They do it's roam fact. free They're in, in Australia. They, they, roam, they roam free. Yeah, on Australia and and on the Belt Parkway. There's some there too. <laughs> Cropsey <laughs> Avenue, you yeah, know. Okay. Fort Hamilton. Before you get to the Arizona, yeah. there's a whole herd of them there. <laughs> I read that article to you guys because obviously the kangaroos will ask for help, which is something I won't do. <laughs> Unless you yeah. have to. Unless I have to. And, and if my wife offers me any advice, uh, I see it as being corrected. And I, and I yeah. shouldn't do that yet. So apparently that issue is not unique to our marriage, honey. Or re- any relationship. Between man, woman, man, kangaroo. <laughs> so I want you guys to listen to this and we'll see you on the other side. Kangaroos start grappling around often with their claws or their snouts to get the food open. And this is when they started to look towards the experimenter and then look back at the food. You see this? See this? See this? (laughs) Is the kangaroo Italian now? Yeah. Excuse me. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) You're listening to the Adam Ferraro Podcast. This is 30 Minutes. You'll never get back. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Pay attention when I'm talking to you, boy. ADHD. It's not just for kids. Nice boy, but doesn't listen to a word you say. Welcome to the ADD interview. It's not that you're not interesting, it's just that I can't focus. And my guest this week is... Oh, look, a bird! My guest this week does it all. She is a model, actress, author, television host, entrepreneur, philanthropist, and she does it all in English and Spanish. She's uh, the co-host of the podcast Tequila Talk with my pal, friend of the show, and of course, her husband, Richard Marks. I am very grateful she has made time for us today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, help me welcome Daisy Fuentes. Hey, How are you? you that. that was amazing. What a nice intro. Oh, it's so nice to see you again. And I can't thank you enough for making time for us. Um, anytime. Anytime. Yeah. Can you, does that bother you? Can you hear the leaf blowers? The leaf blowers. That is like 
my my pet peeve is leaf blowers leaf blowers every <laughs> single day all around me why is that necessary my pet peeve was my father going use the rake not the leaf blower you got to work for it he had a point yeah yeah well that's that is one of your pet peeves when we're doing my research on you was the um making an effort Making an effort. People that don't make an effort really ball. And I, I have the uh, same kind of thing. If you know, if you're going to show up, if we're here, we're doing it. Exactly. I, you know, I, I guess it's you know where I come from and mm. the fact that my parents are immigrants and they went through so much. Sure. Just watching them really just do whatever they had to do to make it mm -hmm. and to do things the right way. I just had you know like this good work ethic, and I've seen it in my adult years just go to absolute total shit <laughs> yeah. i don't know what's happening we yeah. can't just blame it on millennials no um because a lot of people our age are totally dropping the ball and flaking as well i don't know what that's about yeah it's i have the same work ethic as you um and it, it came from my parents and uh, when you said your parents were your father was uh, uh cuban and you were born in havana and your mother is from uh spain Mm -hmm. And you left Havana, you went to Spain, and then this this is what uh, I, I need you to clarify for me, Daisy. You're in Madrid, yeah. and, and Mr. and Mrs. Fuentes look at each other and goes, ah, I am so bored with the Prado Museum. Let's go to Jersey. Get the kids. Exactly right. Havana, Madrid, Jersey. Jersey. It, I don't well, know. Well, there's simple. It's because my grandparents were there. And, ah. of course, you know, the U.S. is a land of opportunity, right. so... We went to live in this three-bedroom apartment in Newark, New Jersey with my grandparents. Mm. So it was my parents, me, and my little sister who was born in Madrid was right. three years old at this point. So can you imagine? Wow. Yeah, that's Talk all packed into the house. Talk about making it work. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it. That's the work ethic. We just, you know, we, I, I got the same thing. I mean, we, we, we migrated too. We went from Queens to Long Island. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's a change. Yeah, it's a change. <laughs> and you learn to speak English. I read this watching I Love Lucy. Yes. I love Lucy, that. I'm home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I'm trying to get rid of my Cuban accent, but the star of the show has the heaviest Cuban accent. Sure, yeah, but you don't have any. I mean, I have an accent. You know, I have. I mean, when I would read for stuff, they were like, "Adam, it's good. Can you bring it west of the Hudson?" Because yeah, I'll try. <laughs> You're like, it is west of the fucking Hudson. That's it. Yeah, it is west. <laughs> But yeah, so you're in Jersey, and you were studying to be uh, a, a, a hairstylist, cosmetologist. You were in the in the beauty field. You know, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, right. I had no idea what I wanted to be, but I I did have a lot of fun always making up my girlfriends. Mm -hmm. So I was the one who got all the girls ready. I would do all their hairs and their makeup, and they looked like photo shoot ready. Mm. And then I had ten minutes to get ready, so I looked like you know. The, the maid going out with the girls that just like to yeah. distract me along, you know, like Cinderella before she had the makeover. I don't think you look like Cinderella. Um, <laughs> I will tell you what, you made a lot of people on the show very happy. I have a message from my producer when he found out you were on the show. I just want to play for you. Hey, man, it's Stern. I am so excited. I saw on the schedule, you're talking with Daisy Fuentes tomorrow. Oh, my God. All right, I got to go get a haircut. Call me back, all right? Bye. <laughs> Yeah, he That's flipped. So cute. He, fl he flipped out. No he, way. Yeah, he flipped out because uh, he. Oh. Uh, well, he remembers you from you know as most everyone the impact you had on MTV. But 
You were a weather girl in Jersey before MTV. Is that accurate? Yeah. I had this crazy opportunity to do the weather in Spanish. So I was doing a fashion show mm -hmm. one time because my neighbor, so her little sister played with my little sister. Mm -hmm. And she was the assistant designer for this amazing couture, very high-end Italian designer named Piero Dimitri. Mm -hmm. um, and she was short a model. And she just asked my mom if I could fill in because it was a weekend she couldn't get any other models she was sure I would fit the clothes and she would give me the photos and that started a little bit of a modeling career yeah um so it was after one of those fashion shows that I met this woman and we started talking and she said uh oh you speak Spanish because I noticed that she had an accent I'm like and I said to her in Spanish oh where are you from she said Ecuador mm -hmm. so we started speaking Spanish she said it's really unusual for someone so young to, to speak Spanish and English perfectly. It's kind of great for the entertainment industry. Have you ever right. thought of doing Spanish television? And I thought, no, um, I was barely out of high school. Mm -hmm. And so she kind of took me under her way and became my kind of um, TV fairy godmother. Mm -hmm. Her husband turned out to be the president of Univision in New York. And so she kind of took me to him. She said, you know, she's going to audition. I'm going to tell her how to do, how, you know, what to do, how to dress. And she kind of walked me through it, got me the job, and the rest is history. <laughs> wow. That's great. And here's the thing about Spanish television. I don't understand it, but I will watch it for hours because there's 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 a middle-aged guy with a bad hairpiece and a paunch. There's a there's stunning women hanging all over him. Confetti falls from the ceiling and a donkey shows up. You don't know what's going on. That's accurate. Yeah, That's but accurate. it's just like this is a, is this the news? This is amazing to me. Possibly. It yeah. could be the news. It could be a beauty pageant. <laughs> it could be a novella. Yeah. It could be anything. And that's where they, <laughs> saw, right. you, that's where they saw you uh, for MTV? Um, you know, I was working. I was doing the weather mm -hmm. and doing the news, and I kind of started doing some lighthearted community stories going right. out on the field. And I learned a little bit about editing and putting a story together. And I realized that I really loved television. Mm -hmm. You know, once I got over the fact that I had no clue what I was doing. I, I'd never been on TV before, much less live television. They just threw me in front of this uh, satellite map, which I had no clue about. I just, you know, these are things that can only happen when you're that young. Yeah. Fearless, right? Yeah. When you don't think about it, you just think like, oh my God, I'm going to be on TV. This is going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. I remember I would wear sweatpants from the waist down. I would come from school wearing yeah. whatever, and I would throw my mom's blouses from her office and, a little um, blazer, and I would tell the cameraman, "Just don't go, don't yeah. hang down below my sure. waist." Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know what I was thinking. Um, so after a while, I thought, you know, I would really just love to work for MTV. I have it on all the time. Mm. I, I I have a passion for music, and that would be the dream gig. And I guess I thought about it so much, and I would talk about it so much that finally one of the editors at the newsroom said, "Why don't you let me put together a little fun uh, demo tape?" Mm -hmm a little reel of what you've done. And my wife's friend's cousin knows the on-air director at MTV. <laughs> that's so <laughs> Jersey. Some, like long-winded shit like that. I was, I, and I, instead of thinking, that's just crazy, which right. is probably what I'd say now, I thought, oh my God, that's perfect. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I got a guy who knows a wife who's got a guy. All right, exactly. well, you have to put this on. Let me get this to the guy. Don't you worry, it's going to be exactly. fine. Exactly. It's kind of what happened to Richard as well. Mm -hmm. Richard had made, he had this demo of his song 
And one of his friends said, hey, my friend's cousin's friend of a friend of a friend's sister knows Lionel Richie and, and got right. the tape to Lionel Richie. And that's kind of how his thing started. So listen, sure. you, you just got, I think it's so important to keep a positive mindset mm -hmm. and think that anything is possible. And I mean, of course, you can, you can also think, oh, my God, that's such a long shot. That's never going to happen. But it's just, just as easy to say, that's perfect. That's going to happen. Right. They're going to get it to the right person. Right. Well, it's also willing to be out there. And yeah. It took me a long time to to understand that, and I'm still processing it. But And one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you is because uh, I find myself very similar to Richard, and I find my marriage very similar to your, your guy's marriage. So I got a lot of questions, Fuentes. I got a clip that I pulled from my, my interview uh, with Richard that resonated with me that I want to play for you now. So it, it might give you a little clarity of what I'm trying to, uh, what, what I'm trying to communicate to you. We're always running scared. We're always feeling like it's all going to be over in a second. And yeah. it's hard to feel good enough about what's going on to really, truly enjoy it. Until I met my wife, Daisy, who introduced me to the concept of celebrating success. Yeah. I never had that before. You know why, Daisy? I was afraid to accept and enjoy because it would go away. Mm. Well, too, the first, first I didn't think I deserved it, and then it would go away. Yeah, we, we have a lot of that. But mm. were you always like that? Like, were you like that when you were, let's say, 18, 19 and just hopeful and the whole world was in front of you? No, I wasn't like that. I was I was doing to do and enjoying the doing of everything and just being able to make people laugh and just getting actually getting to know what I could do. Because I I didn't fit into my family. My family's very mechanical. They, that's why I love cars. They My dad could work on cars. He's very good with his hands. Yeah. I don't have that if then go to statement, but I could make everybody laugh. And I'm like, oh, that's how I could fit in. So yeah. I was I was exploring how to make people laugh and, and being just being. And then when I started doing it as a job, I'm like, I remember thinking to myself, Daisy, if I do this as a job, I'm not going to laugh anymore myself. Oh. <laughs> and that scared me. Oh, but why do you think we lose our ability to stay so hopeful and we stop daydreaming at some point of we stop envisioning ourselves mm. at, at you know doing the impossible i think it's it's well it's got to be a learned a learned fear or a learned conditioning i mean i don't know about your parents but my father was always like you know you got to make a living you know you got to eat you got to you got to you yeah. got to provide you know you're going to get a wife you got to provide for your family so it was and is that unspoken communication uh, in my house of the projection of worry from from uh, parents onto their kids with all good intentions. Absolutely. But you still adapt And it was that passed worry. on to them. Yeah. Yeah. So at some point we have to break that cycle. Once you recognize it, I think once you become aware and you're conscious of, mm -hmm. of your thoughts and what and the fact that you're repeating patterns that you once observed in others that you knew didn't serve them. Right. Yeah. That's the time to stop or to adjust or to practice changing it. And, and oftentimes we don't do it often enough. But I think the change is implemented when you fall in love with someone because that's when you, you leave your family to create another one. And, right. And you don't have a wife. I do. They notice <laughs> a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's fun. I think you learn so much along the way. And if mm. you really pay attention in relationships – you know, and in life in general, it's the failures. And yeah. it's 
the heartache that teaches you the most. Mm. If you pay attention, it'll teach you the most about yourself. Yeah. If you don't, you'll just keep blaming others for whatever's happening without ever taking a look at what you could do better. So by the time you get, you know, into your late thirties, into your forties, definitely into your fifties, you hopefully now are really heading in the right direction with knowing what your strengths are and how you can help others and how you make others feel good and what makes you feel good. And mm. if you don't know what makes you feel good, at least you should know what, make, what makes you feel bad. You should at the very least know your deal breakers in life because right. that will make you so much happier. Mm. And, and what I found is as, I, as I've gotten older, it's harder to change because you have resistance because you feel like you won't succeed. It's like I got a friend yes, of mine, he, a buddy of mine, he's, he's my age, and he's dating a girl in his 20s. He's like, I don't think this is going to work out. I go, it's not. Stop thinking. It's not going to work out. What, why? Because you're at the age where you're looking back at the past, and this lady doesn't have one. Okay? Exactly. The past for her is breakfast. Exactly. What was your biggest regret? I should have had the oatmeal. It's better to have carbs in the morning. That's what she learned from that scenario. Yeah. Well, listen, some people are so immature. They're yeah. such young souls that maybe it can work. The, mm. the the problem is that probably that 20-year-old will, su will surpass him at some point in maturity. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what you have to worry about at that point. I but yeah, and, but. and even, even to change, to make, and, and, why, and why I wanted to talk to you is because I want to change for my wife. I want to be, yes. I needed a reason to go and change. And in talking to Richard, I sensed that in him. Like, I need a reason. I'll go out and kill a dragon, but I got to kill her for the queen. You know, I got to. Well, that's, and that's romantic and beautiful and so appreciated, but. It doesn't work that way. You, mm -hmm. You've got to realize that that sounds good. Right. But the reason why you're changing is for yourself. You're doing things that you know will benefit you. And sure, it, it will eventually make it make her happy. Mm -hmm. But it's making her happy because she sees how you can be better. Mm -hmm. And she sees what you're doing that that isn't making you happy. Right. So she's not doing it to make herself happy. She's trying to let you see maybe something that you're not seeing. And... I think that, you know, there's this saying that I kind of love. It's like, hey, don't be so humble. You're not that great. Ha! You know what I mean? <laughs> so just know your strengths and, and appreciate them and work on them. And when once I realized that, you know, as we get older, we just get set in our ways. It's mm -hmm. like, shit, I got to change some shit. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to turn into this old person. Like, I, I want to keep changing. I want to keep learning. Like I completely changed my life at 45, my lifestyle. I changed my way of eating. I became vegan. Mm -hmm. It's not a big deal, but it is a big deal because it's a big change when you realize, oh, the way I've been doing things my entire life, I've decided no, I'm not going to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not easy. It's not easy, but it's great. And there are so many areas in life where you can do that, where you can be like, yeah, just because I've been taught this, I was born into this way of thinking I was born into this life, this religion, this these um, traditions. Doesn't mm -hmm. mean I have to continue them. Right. I'm gonna keep what I what I like. I'm gonna adjust the ones that I, I think could be better, and I'm gonna discard the things that have always been a pain in the ass my whole life, and I'm still doing them just out of habit. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. I want to ask you. I want to go back because I want to clarify for me because this show's all about me, Daisy. I talk to people Absolutely. just so I can be better. It's your world. We're just living. <laughs> well, I want to go back to that sounds romantic, um, but you have to change for you. The reason that I, I find it easier to for, to have that chivalrous attitude for me is because I'll do it that way. I won't change for me. And I, I hadn't seen the need for change in, until I saw the reaction 
of my actions and choices reflected by my wife. She wasn't happy. She she sees things to help me. I see things as like, oh, wait a minute, I'm being corrected and I push back. Right. And that, because yeah, I'm a guy. Richard does that too sometimes. And I have to remind him it's all coming out of love. Yeah. It's like your, your best friend just who wants you to be the best that you can be. And and we we really just, you know what it is? It's we're reminding you of how loved you are. And, and we're showing you what we see in you that you have forgotten mm-hmm. is there. And that's a beautiful thing. It's a gorgeous thing if you could recognize it. But I, I my first instinct is to push back because I'm a guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like I told Richard the other day he was washing his hair wrong. He's like, what the fuck? I, what? I'm washing my <laughs> hair. I'm like, dude, bro, you're washing your hair wrong. That's why you're because his hair's long now. Yeah. Because we've been in quarantine for so long. His hair is like, it's like it's 1990 all over again. It's like long and fluffy and fabulous. But mm-hmm. he's like, my hair is just so frizzy. I think I'm going to cut him. I'm like, no, you have amazing hair. You're just washing your hair wrong. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> How was he washing? Was he running through a sprinkler? How was he washing okay. it wrong? You, you're going to appreciate this. So women, here's the shower. We wash our hair this way, right? All right. the water run this way. Head back. Head, you're, so you're facing out. The water's behind you. Yeah, the water falls this way. Now, right? I put so my head hair, under the yeah. yeah, I put my head under the thing. Yeah. Richard mm-hmm. washes his hair like this. Yeah, like that's this. The way, yeah, that's the way I wash so it. So this is what happened. Okay. He's done. Yes. Okay. So he <laughs> tangles it all, all up. It gets all frizzy. And I have curly hair. And we kind of have learned, girls have learned how to do things to make life easier for us. And, you know, and I'm trying to teach him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then he was calling me crazy. And he's like, you're just such a control freak. that It even bothers you the way I'm like, nothing that you do bothers me. But I bring it to your attention when I see that you could be doing something easier mm-hmm. and better. And I'm just like, I'm so excited to tell you about it because it's going to make your life so much better. Right. Yeah. So he finally looked it up and he's like, yeah. And I also bought one of those, ter- one of those um, towels, not the Terry Club. And I went, oh, oh, you mean what I've been telling you for a month to do? <laughs> you looked it up and now you realize that I was right. So now, you- And he never acknowledged that I was right. He just said, I looked it up. Uh, oh, okay. And that's code for you were right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I got the same good. thing with my wife. Like after, after something like that will happen, Daisy. I will go. I will go to my wife, and I'll stand there. I go, okay. I'm ready to accept your apology, <laughs> and she'll punch me, and that'll be over. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I was. I, I'm glad that I'm not the only guy to have that because I felt really. You feel bad when your wife goes, "I'm not the enemy," you know. I, I, I'm, it, right. Yeah. But that's, that's where it's coming from. Once you realize that, it's so beautiful. Yeah, and that, and that's the, and. and just knowing, having the, the the awareness to see that in a guy, and having and having your awareness to see opportunities to help and opportunities to help um, in other people in society. I mean, the charity work you do is is just amazing. When I was reading it, I was sitting there going, "Ah, shit! I've done nothing with my life." Oh, Look at this, the Saint Jude, the Saint Jude stuff is what really yeah. struck me because I, uh, I I I like that foundation for the on. kids. Yeah, tell me about the tell me about that. It's such a beautiful organization that, you know, how could you not, how could you not get attached to it? So many years ago, I want to say maybe 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. about maybe even more, I I was invited to a party in Beverly Hills and it was benefiting uh, the St. Jude Children's Hospital. Mm -hmm. And I was shocked at the who's who in the room. Like they pulled every major superstar A-lister in the entertainment industry. And I thought, I need, I need to learn more about this organization. I know it's this 
hospital for kids. And so they had a great presentation. And the more I learned about it, the more I was touched by it. And at that event, I met Marlo Thomas. And she said, you know, you should come to the hospital one time and visit. I would love to invite you. So cut to like uh, six months later, I took a visit to Memphis to visit the St. Jude Children's Hospital. And I was just blown away. Mm. I was, and I vowed and I said, I vowed to myself to let everyone know what I had experienced and witnessed. And if, the, if that's all I can do is just raise awareness mm. because it's, it's completely funded by donations. Um, so, and yeah, it I costs. look too. I think co- that they're up to like three million dollars a day to run. Yeah, the, the hospital. It's it's crazy, but they do. You know, so they. It, it's also a research hospital. So what they do is they take the worst cancers that cannot be cured by regular medicine. So it's all these children where medicine and their doctors have already done all that they can, and very rare illnesses as well. At that point, they will go to St. Jude and they never charge the family a penny. Mm. And any results, any discoveries that come out of St. Jude, uh, they're instantly shared with the medical community around the world free. So it's really, there's, it's like, you know, and I know that we all want to help. We all want to donate our hard-earned money or, you know, even if it's a little bit, but we, we're afraid of getting scammed and what organizations are good. And basically, I'm just saying, listen, I've checked it out. Mm. It's the most amazing organization and check it out for yourself you know yeah. like do the research and if you can donate fifty dollars a hundred dollars you know you're gonna feel so good about it yeah and it's two started by danny thomas two of my favorite danny thomas stories was god if you make me famous i'll open up a children's hospital and help people and yes. he and he did yes and my second favorite danny thomas story was uh when him and sammy davis stole the limousine at some party oh i don't know this one there's at some party, right? And there was a limo outside there, limo. So him and Sammy go for a ride. Sammy's driving. They're driving through uh, L.A. Cop pulls him over, gets up to the window, leans down. Sammy's uh, in the driver's seat. Danny's in the passenger seat. He leans over to the cop and says, he's got one good eye. You want it on the road or the speedometer? And the cop let him go. That's genius. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. But, yeah, that's that your your charity work and your you're always doing something. It's it's even even like the business stuff you did. I mean, you took you're at you're at MTV. First of all, that MTV House of Style and everything that that area of 90s with MTV. You were the ultimate backstage pass because there wasn't no one saw that before. I remember when I was because I had just started. I moved out to L.A. in 93 and I remember going watching it going. This is I'm seeing. What, on your show, what I'm seeing backstage here, and it was not available anymore because no one had phones. You know, it was a different world. Right. Yeah, no phones, and we didn't really have internet, so there was no way to, you know, so it was really the behind the scenes before it ever existed. Mm-hmm. We we had access to the top designers, to all the models, and to the making of whatever. Yeah. Um, so it was very exclusive, and it was like a true inside peek, and I think that that's what really made it so successful. You know, it was such a huge part of pop, pop, uh, pop culture history mm. that, you know, I will always I, I will always feel um, proud to have been a part of something so important in, in, in pop culture history. It really it really was. It was so much fun. I have so many stories. I have forgotten so much. Like a lot of it is a big blur. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, of course, because you just at that point in your life, you're just doing you're going out and you're doing and you don't. You're not, it's not that you're not appreciating, you're just, uh, there's an expansion to life and a contraction to life, and that's the big expansion at that point in your life, 
So you're just doing, and it's like when you're a kid, you know, you said that, we were talking earlier about that Zen mind, that no, no fear. It's like when you're a kid, you, you're not aware that that kid feeling is going to go away. Yeah, it's really living in the moment and enjoying yeah. what you're doing at the time without worrying, oh, you know, what? what is this going to lead to? Mm -hmm. or how will people judge me? Or, you know, what are people going to think? It was just, you know, you didn't have access to all the criticism. Yeah. So you kind of, I, I was so fearless and so myself and mm -hmm. so goofy and having so much fun that I think that that's what, helped me become successful not the fact that I was really particularly good at anything it was just that I was so having so much fun and I think that that's addictive sure yeah that energy is addictive but you also said something I got a quote here that I loved in business you said I know enough to know when I don't know yes and very that, important very hugely important and to have that awareness at, at that age when you're going from MTV to, to I mean, you did what? You did Revlon, you did Pantene, American Express, you were on M&M's, I remember. You were doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's funny because I started modeling and I wasn't doing so great at modeling until I became a TV personality. And mm -hmm. then I got all these great modeling gigs you sure. know, as, as a spokesperson. Um, so that's, that's kind of a, a weird kind of circle. Taking some advice from someone that you respect, let's say an agent, manager, whatever it is, and you want to do something different, what if anything, do you realize, all right, I know what you're saying. Thank you for your counsel, but I have to do this because this is my gut telling me. Have, have you experienced that? Yeah, definitely. You have to go with your gut on, on what feels right, but make sure it's for the right reasons. I've learned it has to be for the right reasons. So in my first, you know, 10 years of working on television, mm -hmm. the beginning of my career, I realized that a lot of people around me, a lot of my peers had a very clear vision of what they wanted to do, whether mm -hmm. they wanted to be an actress or whether they wanted to be a singer or whatever it was that they wanted to do, a comedian. And they were so focused on that, but they didn't enjoy the opportunities that were opening the doors that were going to lead into that. They mm -hmm. weren't enjoying it. They were so frustrated. For example, having a gig on MTV where they felt they just had to be a talking head talking about music when that wasn't their passion and mm -hmm. they're just taking it for the money, not realizing that this is going to give you a much better opportunity than you ever dreamed of. Yeah. So people get so focused on their dreams and, and who they think they will become and that they forget that sometimes you have to take detours to get to where you're going. Yep. And I, I only say that because I was so glad for all my opportunities i didn't think i never pictured myself being famous or being on television being recognized doing things that i loved so much that would now put my face all over the world because i was on television and all over latin america mm. sometimes in the uk all over the u.s in spanish and in english so it was like very quickly i became very recognizable face and name and to this day people who don't recognize me will know the name mm -hmm. so it's just this weird thing i never dreamed of that like my biggest wildest dream was oh my god it must be so great to be a model like to wear something cute and have your picture taken and come out in magazine mm -hmm. that must be amazing that was the, like my biggest dream so if i had stayed really so focused on that i would have turned down so many opportunities mm -hmm. 
and I think we often overthink things, and sometimes. Oh God, do I overthink stuff? Oh, My wife has I, to get come do. and get me. Yeah. But you know, you've got to recognize opportunities for where they are. If you're envisioning yourself doing this here, and you get an opportunity over here, you're like, well, how is that going to get me over there? Just fucking do it. It yeah. will. Everything is an opportunity, and it's an opportunity to learn and to have an experience. And at the very least, you can say, well, I did it, and that's not for me. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to tell you about the worst that can happen. I'm going to tell you the opportunity I passed on. Mm. I was offered America's Funniest Videos. No! Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to tell you the story. I was was, was in the office, and they said, uh, here's America's Funniest Video. We want you to do it. I said, thank you so much for considering me. I'm very flattered, but I'm an actor. I'm not a host. There's so many people that do this better than I do, but I want to thank you so much for thinking of me. I get up to leave. They go, you know, you'll be working with Daisy Fuentes. I went, hold on a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me let me just. Uh, and I turned on myself. I went, what do you know? You took the Jets this weekend. You you don't know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> but because I wanted to be an actor, I passed. And and I love John oh, sang and you guys did a great I love job. John so much. He's a sweet man and a bigger Beatles fan than I am, which I didn't think was oh, possible. Oh yeah. yeah. But yeah, I had that opportunity. You made me question my career path. Well, you see, that's the perfect example of something that, you know, neither hurt you or helped. I mean, you don't know how it would have helped you. That's it. Yeah, you don't know. You know, the only way it would have helped you is it would have put some extra money in your pocket. Doesn't hurt. (laughs) Doesn't hurt. (laughs) Well, uh, the podcast you do with Richard is called Tequila Talk. It's it's a fun listen. Uh, I am very grateful uh, for Richard and myself that we have beautiful women who love us and make this uh, this life better to be in. We're very lucky as well. Take take care of yourself, sweetheart. Be well and and best of luck with the lawn. Ah, uh, thank you. <laughs> best to you and the family, sweetheart. Be well. Thank you. Bye. The ADD interview is brought to you by CruiseIntoWellness.com. CruiseIntoWellness.com for all your CBD needs. Well, it's a new year. 2020's gone. And stay out! I don't know about you, but it caused me a lot of anxiety. So you know what I do? I take one of the gummies they have at CruiseIntoWellness.com. They also have edibles, tinctures, pain creams, bath products, pet products. They have a foot mask. They got a bath bomb. They got everything to make this new year start off great for you. Go to CruiseIntoWellness.com. Tell you what, 20% off with the coupon code ADAM. 20% off anything they have at CruiseIntoWellness.com. Go. Feel better. I'm Daisy Fuentes, and that was 30 Minutes. I'll never get back. That was a lot of fun. That was so awesome. And you know what? I uh, Aside from growing up and watching MTV and, and uh, loving her on that, I just I love the fact that she hates noise like I do. <laughs> she was bitching at the leaf blower. Is okay. that necessary? I love her attitude. Is that necessary? <laughs> but it sounds better with her. Yeah, you okay, sound so, like grandpa. Yeah, oh, you see where you're going? <laughs> well, Adam, I'm jealous you get to talk to all the cool people. Yeah, she was fun. Yeah. And, but she invited us over for tequila. Oh, we definitely have to do that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right, fine. I'll go to. I'll go to. Fine. <laughs> you guys going to drag me along? I'll go to. Well, well, here's the only other thing is that it, it's tough to say this, honey. We're going to visit the Marxes. Carl? No. no. <laughs> Groucho? No. <laughs> Daisy and Richard. I'm so in love with her name, Daisy. What a great name. Yeah, yeah. Love that name. It fits her too. Yeah.
I can't believe you played the message. <laughs> Daisy. You know what I love? I love the fact you get so excited. Then your line is, I'm going to go get a haircut. <laughs> I want to look good. I want to look good for this. For audio. You want to look good for audio. You run your game and I'll run mine, <laughs> Phil. <laughs> no, honestly, uh, listen, I've been a big fan of Daisy Fuentes for an awfully long time. Mm-hmm. She's just one of those personalities that pulls you in. And it's just, she's warm and welcoming. She came across that way in the interview. And... What really struck me was she she seemed like to me like that girl in like your high school class that you really she was so cool. And you just wanted to be friends with her. You just want to mm-hmm. hang out with her. And she just had that personality. Like, and then you did get to hang out with her. And you're like, oh, my God, she's absolutely as cool as I hoped she would be. And there's one other person that comes to my mind when I think about that cool girl that you just wanted to be friends with in your high school class. And her name is Alex. And her last name is. Oh, yeah. you, nice. you and Daisy got that going on. And it, and it just. I don't know. It just made me feel so great that she seemed as genuinely cool as I really hoped she would be. I, yeah. I was going to say, she's like a beautiful girl, but so approachable and so wonderful. Like yeah. beautiful inside and out. Mm-hmm. Love that. Uh, me too. I married one. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I married one and she keeps telling me she's not the enemy. Yes. Yeah, I know. Adam, I am your friend. Not, I know. Not foe. I know. I know. But it's just like, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. We're conditioned to treating you like a heckler. <laughs> Oh, you know what? I never thought of that. Yeah. Okay. Maybe yeah. my delivery is off. Nah, you're fine. I'm pretty sure it's me. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure it's me and Richard Marks. We got the same thing. I, I like when he goes, I looked it up, which meant you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Because I got the same thing. I, I, I told Daisy in the interview, okay, I'm ready to accept your apology. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's your move. <laughs> That's yes. the move. Yeah, you feel, I feel like I'm being corrected. I'm like, I'll figure this. You know, I just don't want, I just, I can't take it in. He had to go buy a microfiber towel for his hair. Uh-huh. I had no idea I was washing my hair. Phil, how do you wash your hair? Shampoo. No. How do you, which way do you <laughs> face? The, the, the... Yeah, you face in the water, you're back to the water. My, I'm facing the water. Like doing it wrong. Doing it wrong. What? Doing it wrong. Okay. Yeah, I kind of feel like I let you down by not telling you that sooner. I'm glad Daisy told you, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of feel like because every girl knows that. I I didn't know that. Phil, did you know that? I had no idea. What What's the significance of facing the other way when you're washing your hair in the shower? Somebody tell it, me. It gets all tangled and frizzy. Yeah, you get it all tangled if you if you like wash matted your hair. kind yeah. of. So you got to turn around, Phil. With the water's coming out, you turn around, you put your back to the wall where the water's going. Mm-hmm. Tip your head back. And then, and then try not to faint. <laughs> and then just I'll like. Tell you what, Phil, if you can, if you can just get a video camera in your shower, we'll break it down for you, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to do. Because, yeah, because Adam won't have a field day no. with that concept. No. Yeah, I'm going to do that. That's what I want. I want, you to, I want you to put a GoPro in the murder tub. I will not be present. Yeah. <laughs> you know, kangaroos roam free in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. But yeah, I, I did feel better realizing that, that Richard has the same thing yeah. I do. We love our wives with all our hearts, but just, nah, I'm not being corrected. Yeah, honey, go ahead. <laughs> no, and a good conditioner, I was just going to say. For the hair or yeah. for the marriage? <laughs> Alex, I'm just curious. When you see Adam doing something, because I felt this sort of tone in, in, in Daisy's voice, mm-hmm. internally, are you saying to yourself, this poor dumb son of a bitch, he has <laughs> no idea what he's doing. I've got to save him from himself. Yeah, it's usually when he dresses himself. <laughs> He's about to go outside. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, she used to be. It used to be a lot like, hmm, that's interesting. Honey, what if? What if we try something else? Now it's just like this. I walk downstairs. She's like, no. 
it's saves true. time. It's not. It's not even no. like like I no. know you tried. It's none of that. <laughs> It's not no. like everyone gets a trophy. This is just like, now it's like the point, like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Did you get dressed in the dark? <laughs> well, you know, people might see you. I don't care. <laughs> I know, exactly. I don't care. Exactly. Although I should have, I, I, I was at Whole Foods with Phil once and some guy asked to take a picture. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you look like a, a ranch said, I said, well, I said, well, I got out of it because I got to let it go. Listen, dude, look at me. If, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Phil, if you take a picture of me and that gets on the internet, my wife is never going to forgive me. Do you want to break up my marriage? And <laughs> and then Phil leaned in as, as the guy was laughing. Like, okay, thanks. And Phil got me out of there. So it was good. Phil ushered nice. me out like an ignorant kangaroo. <laughs> you were roaming free in the Whole Foods. Yes, I was roaming free. I needed to be corralled, and and Phil came and got me. Will you lay clothes out for him now, Alex? The what? Um, I have yes. Yeah, she has. If, well, if usually, he catches me, yeah, for usually, sure. like if if I'm if I gotta go do something, like I'll, I'll, now I know enough to go. Honey, look, I gotta go shoot this thing. What do I gotta wear? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll find something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and I by the way, sure. Adam, you told me because I, I was talking about Gabrielle. Um, and I was like, changes I might have to make in my life in the mm-hmm. future. Like, I got one for you. You ain't gonna be wearing those cowboy boots all the time. No. They drive everyone nuts. <laughs> no, it's walking around in cowboy boots. And uh-huh. I was like, hey, that's gonna change. <laughs> I like to like cowboy boots, but if they're noisy, not they on a go. wooden stage when you're doing stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's <laughs> like the, noisy. it's like there's a horse going through your punchline. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And guess what? You're going to change. You're going to stop wearing the cowboy boots for Gabrielle, aren't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah, because you just want to make her happy, which is where and, – and, Phil, I thought of you after this interview, not during it, after the interview. She said a line in there that just rang my bell. She said, don't be so humble. You're not that great. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, what's I, that great? I, was... I needed to hear that. And I know, Phil, you think that I have no magic thinking. you got ghosts and spirits guiding you. I, I thought of you because I looked up that quote, and it's attributed to gold in my ear. So in my head, the former prime minister of Israel needed to get a message to me through Daisy Fuentes. How's that for magic thinking? <laughs> oh, my God. And what was the message, Adam? Don't be a putz. That was the message. <laughs> the message I got through Daisy from Goldemite, it was don't be a putz. Because I was afraid I wasn't taking care of my wife. My father always said, he instilled upon me, you want to live like a king? You treat your wife like a queen. So mm-hmm. it's always important to me to do that. Mm-hmm. So basically what Daisy's telling me that is, okay, you, you can stop focus on it. You're doing it. What's the next thing you need to do? Mm-hmm. So she actually helped me or gave me permission. Person. To evolve to the next level, whatever mm-hmm. that level is, because mm-hmm. I know I'm taking care of you. I've already, maybe there's some kind of approval I needed from my dad that I got through gold in my ear. I think that's what it is. My father was talking through gold in my ear, who was talking through Daisy Fuentes. Adam, you have a very complicated brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I learned, I learned a, a great deal. I, I was worried about making mm-hmm. your life better because that's what Pop told me to do, and I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. You are so, doing it. So I don't, have to, I don't have to focus on it anymore. I can know that it's done. And I can well, know it's an ongoing. It's an ongoing thing, but I don't have to focus on it because it's already in the default setting. Yeah. So what's the next thing I can do? Which is pretty great. That's a nice default setting. I really hope that you realize how lucky you are to have me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing about being open to change, too. You know, we oh, keep yeah. doing the same thing, you know, because of the default. When you talk about a default setting, mm-hmm. we've got to be open to change because change just means, you, for me, you keep going. Well, you know, if you stop changing, you stop evolving, and you just stop. Well, that's a better word for me, evolving. Yeah. Because 
change is, I mean, you don't want to change something that is a good quality about you. Right. But you just want it to get, like, evolve and get bigger or better. Let me ask or, you this. When you hear the word change, do you mean you have, is there a negative connotation to change because something is wrong? There can be. Okay. There that's can good. be. So uh, that's why I'm kind of tinkering with it a bit. A better word is evolve. Uh, to me. For me. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Mark? I like evolve. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to think that we're always growing and you know, change does be like, hey, I was on a bad path, you know, so let me course correct and change that. So mm-hmm. I do like to think of evolving because evolving is growing. Phil's, Phil's not having any of this. No. No, but I love the word evolve, though. I think evolve is a much better word than change. Right now, I'm evolving in a brand new apartment because I need a change. So basically, Phil's going to go to sleep in a cocoon and wake up and be a butterfly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, sometimes changes. I mean, I know what I, when I change something, it's because it's a distraction for me. That's, that's why I do Okay, that. let me ask you this. Are you changing something? You're aware that it's a distraction. Mm-hmm. Do you know what you're trying to distract yourself from? I do not, but I'm sure you'll point it out for me. No, I'm just saying, I'm asking you because you, you, you know it's a distraction. I know it's a distraction. So, okay, Phil, we'll, we'll play this game again. You just, don't, <laughs> you just don't know what you're running from. Well, now I have no idea what I'm running from. Yeah. But I'm evolving as I'm doing it. <laughs> I think you are, actually, because you're talking about it. Mm-hmm. You know, before, it was just a move. Right. Now, it's like, okay, yes, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. So, we're getting closer to the big, big uh, what, burst out. What is it? The big reveal. Yes, we're getting we're getting we're getting closer to the big scene on the balcony when he stands out there like Avita and addresses everybody. I do see that. Don't cry for me, those of you in Hollywood Hills. <laughs> I do see this, Adam. That's the voice I use. Don't yes. cry. Yes, people. I'm, I'm going to be down by the pool like this. You were supposed to be immortal. And the That's writers. all I wanted. Not much to ask for. <laughs> yeah, Phil, you can change, you can evolve, or I can get a new apartment. Pack the bookcase. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what I do. But you're right; that's exactly what I do. Well, the point is, you got to keep moving, and you got to keep changing. Um, success is not final. You know, is that if the, if the, that if come bet is what you do on a crap table, I'll bet on the next number coming up. It's the same thing in life. You think, well, if I get this, then I'll be happy. And that, that life yeah. doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah. Success isn't final and, and failure isn't fatal. Just keep going. That's what you got to do. Just, yeah. just try and be the best person you can be. That's success. In the moment with those circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. And it is harder the older you get to like to have those big thoughts about these things that you can do. But I think if you keep, I don't know, if you keep true to yourself, you, I mean, a- anything is still possible now. Yeah. And, you know, when, as you get older, your life gets a bit more complicated. But it also gets easier in the in the aspect of a, you don't care as much. Yeah, that's it. your priorities change, and then once you have those set of priorities, if th- something fits in there great and something doesn't, it doesn't really bother you that much. Yeah, that's it, true. Yeah, you and that's that's a great thing that happens as yeah. you get older. Yeah, once you experience more, you realize, well, this doesn't fit my my. I got invited. Ooh, come on, come on, be on my show. I'd love to be on your show. Yeah, we, we tape at seven thirty in the morning. Yeah. I'll be there for the afternoon performance. I'm not. <laughs> Can I yeah. do a phone in? Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and her charity work she does, you know, for the St. Oh, Jude's yeah. Foundation. God bless her. Yeah. I yeah, love really St. Jude's. Yeah. They're such a great organization. Mm-hmm. I looked into them too, and they're good, good people. Yeah, and kids. You just, my heart goes. Kids. Kids, dogs, now kangaroos. I get <laughs> who, who roam free, by the way. They roam free, the kangaroos. 
I want to thank Daisy Fuentes for being a guest on our little program here. Her podcast is called Tequila Talk that she does with uh, Richard Marks. You can get it wherever you get your podcast. And if they want to get a hold of us, where do they go? The Adam Ferrar at Gmail. And if you get a chance to leave us a review, it helps us with our friend. Mr. Algorithm. Uh, the show is growing, and it's all because of you. Thank you guys so much. Tell somebody you love about uh, the show. Uh, and if you don't like the show, tell somebody you hate just to piss them off. Either way, get, <laughs> <laughs> get the word out there. We really appreciate it. Uh, please remember, life is hard. Take it easy. Pot is ended. Don't be. Experts at the London University of Roehampton and the University of Sydney set up a task known as the Unsolvable Problem Task, or the Kobayashi Maru, Phil. The great Star Trek <laughs> reference. I'm proud of you. There you go. Happy New Year. Live long and prosper. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.